He's Donald Trump's worst nightmare. Michael Avenatti. Joining us once again is Michael Avenatti. Let's bring in Michael Avenatti. Michael Avenatti. Michael Avenatti. Michael Avenatti, thank you very much. He's out there saving the <laughs> Look, country. It, it, Don Meacham says he may be the savior of the republic. You are something of a folk hero now. I owe Michael Avenatti an apology. I've been saying enough already, Michael. I've seen you everywhere. What do you have left to say? I was wrong, brother. You have a lot to say. I uh, am just dying to hear what you think. These people all like you. I'm the only person right here Donald Trump fears more than Robert Miller. We think you guys are the tip of the spear that's going to take down Donald Trump. Right. Michael Avenatti's a beast. Okay, that's true. And he, he's a beast. He's a beast. I hand it to her yeah. and I hand it to Michael Avenatti. But he has a great, bigger calling here that being a lawyer is minimal compared to what he's doing. No one has talked tougher directly to Donald Trump on TV than Michael Avenatti. And Donald Trump is afraid to mention his name. That's fascinating. Donald Trump is terrified of Michael Avenatti. He now, gives Trump a run for his money more than anybody <laughs> else, Michael Avenatti. An existential threat to the Trump presidency. The Democrats could learn something for you. You are messing with Trump a lot more than they are. He has no doubt created sheer panic in Donald Trump's very fragile mind. Michael Avenatti is laying down the law as guest co-host. And is he really thinking about running for president? Uh, one reason why I'm taking you seriously as a contender is because of your presence on cable news. You look at the field of Democrats right now, and Avenatti's the one who stands out. If they decide they value a fighter most, yes. people would be foolish to underestimate Michael yeah. Avenatti. I have always said that they need a fighter. Look, I mean, we're going to continue to use the media. I think we've used it with great success. Uh, 12 minutes ago, Michael Avenatti convicted again of two counts of stealing $300,000 from Stormy Daniels. <laughs> Friday. How's everybody doing? Huh? It's, this is 12 minutes old. 12 minutes old. He's convicted in the Nike scheme. He got convicted of stealing $300,000 from Stormy Daniels. <laughs> Says he's going to appeal it, though. Oh, man. I was just telling Josh when he walked in here, I was like, this guy was the like de facto number one contender. For the Democrats, because they didn't have anybody else. And you heard it. You heard the backside licking right there. Joy Behar right up in his business. Just, mm, he has a higher calling, she said. Uh, there are people out there, Josh, who watch The View and think they're learning stuff. Just uh, wanted to let it right now. So Michael Avenatti, this is a true story. About 12, 12 minutes ago, convicted, two counts of fraud. Stole $300,000 from Stormy Daniels. So this is a different trial than his previous conviction, which derailed his presidential hopes, Josh. <laughs> and where's the news media? Huh? Where's the news? Well, Fox is covering it. News media. <laughs> They're pretending they didn't make this guy their everything. Oh, man. So good. Thank you to the Washington Free Beacon for putting together that, that montage, by the way. Here's what's funny. So about 50 minutes ago, the jury came in, okay? They had not reached a verdict. And what the lead juror had to say to the judge was astounding. Are you ready for this? 50 minutes ago. All right? 50 minutes ago. Okay. <laughs> 
Uh, <laughs> the verdict came after an eventful day when the jury asked the judge for help. Now, why did they ask the judge for help? All right, this is a good question. You know, did they not understand something? Nope, that wasn't it. The jury came out and said, Your Honor, can you help us out? We have one moron in the 12 jurors here who is not considering the evidence. True story, Josh. True story. So the, <laughs> the funniest part is that this is on CNN's website. The verdict came after an eventful day when the jury asked the judge for help, saying one of the 12 was acting on a feeling and not considering evidence. Yeah, I wonder what that feeling was. Could that feeling maybe have been, uh, but he hated Donald Trump, so I like him. Could that possibly be the feeling? Quote, we have one juror who is refusing to look at evidence and is acting on a feeling. We need assistance on moving forward. She does not believe she needs to prove her side using evidence and refuses to show us how she has come to her conclusion. Yep. Uh, no word yet on if Joy Behar was on that jury. I'm not sure because Joy Behar sure seemed to have a feeling for Avenatti in that uh, the soundbite there, Josh. Please help us move forward, not going on any evidence, all emotions, and does not understand this job of a jury, the note added. And then they underlined the word please in their note to the judge. Now tell me that that isn't 11 people frustrated with one brain-dead amoeba. Avenatti moved for a mistrial, arguing that the jury is clearly deadlocked and any further instruction or action would be coercive. Uh, Furman considered the the motion but denied it, saying that I don't think we're there yet. Uh, And then within 50 minutes, uh, he was convicted. How about that? So they're saying that they're going to appeal. He'll lose the appeal because all of the evidence is that he's guilty, just like all of the Nike evidence was that he was guilty. Michael Avenatti is a professional criminal. That is who he is, and he defrauded the entire left of this country for months and months and months. They didn't want to see who he was. We kept telling you. We kept telling you who this guy was, that he was a grifter and he was... He was a snake oil salesman, but they didn't want to believe it because they just wanted their confirmation bias to be satisfied. Michael Avenatti convicted two more counts of fraud, totaling $300,000 in stolen payments from his former client, Stormy Daniels. (sighs) Learned a little bit about the Kabul airport bombing today. That's also breaking news. We'll talk about that coming up on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. It's Friday. That means at 4 o'clock Eastern time, for those of you still on Central, 4 o'clock Eastern time, we open the phone lines up, and you can call about any old thing that you want. And there has been no shortage of things for you to yell about this week at all. Uh, No shortage of things for you to yell at me about, because I've been getting hate mail the entire week. It's been weird hate mail. It's, like, not been hate mail that I should get. I don't know. It's very strange stuff, but, yeah. So 4 o'clock, you want to handle that business, let's do it. All right, Um, the Pentagon held a press briefing today 
where uh, this is okay. I'm going to read part of this. I'm not going to go over the entire thing. Uh, I'm going to read part of it. Okay. I just want you, I want you to listen to this uh, military investigation team brief news media today at the Pentagon on results of the army regulation 15, six investigation of the ISIS K bombing at Abbey gate. This is the Kabul airport bombing that killed 13 of our people during the drawdown. The investigative team, which is led by Brigadier General Lance Curtis, interviewed more than 130 people spanning five countries over a period of three and a half months. Uh, Curtis briefed results of the investigation uh, that a single explosive device killed at least 160 Afghan civilians and 13 U.S. service members by explosively propelling ball bearings through a packed crowd. Result also found no definitive evidence that anyone was injured or killed by gunfire, either U.S. or Afghan. So basically, what they're saying is, this was a lone bomber, and this was not a coordinated attack. That is what they are saying, which is exactly what they would have to say in order to save face. Um, So the position that the Pentagon is taking here is that A single person, not coordinated, not pre-planned by a group, just a single person decided to come and and bomb the airport. And nobody could have prevented it. Nobody could have stopped it. And what has Biden been running around saying? Nobody could have prevented it. Nobody could have stopped it. Really? How did he get through checkpoints? Because he did. Oh, that's right, Josh. Those checkpoints were manned by the Taliban. That's right. The Taliban. Casey, but the Taliban and ISIS don't like each other. And the Taliban didn't want ISIS to do anything to mess up the American drawdown. You're right. But you know what the Taliban are? Amateurs. I'm not denigrating their ability to fight. I'm not denigrating their toughness. But they don't know how to do these operations. Nor do they really care. They didn't care if any of those people died. Their leadership might have. The Afghans didn't. So the official position of a Pentagon investigation is that one person did it. There's nothing anybody could have done to prevent it. I disagree. But that's the official position that they are taking with this. Yeah. <sighs> what are you going to do? You know, it's, it, it's, it's about what you expected. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what else to say. I really don't. I mean, I'll just take a phone call instead. Why? the heck not uh let's see john welcome to the program good afternoon casey hi hi there. I, thank you I, I called about another thing but i've got to throw in a little something on 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 the bombing okay the stupidest thing is we were leaving from the city airport instead of bagram air base Correct. bagram should have been the last place that we were yep. it can be controlled from all all directions yep and then we blow the place up as we leave if, in fact, we're going to do that. Right. That's all I have to say. And and just, uh, just before you move on to your other point, since there's some liberals out there who still don't understand what actually happened there, the Trump plan never abandoned Bagram. We were going to stay in Bagram indefinitely under the Trump plan. Biden's the one that changed that. So, anyway, yes, okay. next. Uh, it's, it's surrounded by desert. Yep. Yeah. All right. What, what, what else okay. is on your mind? <laughs> so, the juror who couldn't who couldn't look at the evidence, couldn't bring herself to look at the evidence. Yes, Juror Behar, yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm rolling with, until I know otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> so the interesting thing <laughs> the interesting thing about that is, that, as I told your screener gentleman uh, when I called, 
uh, was that this morning I was having breakfast, as I want to do uh, at a little cafe in, uh, in, in town, with, a, among other people, a guy who I actually like, who is a liberal. He knows I am a conservative. Okay. And we get along fine, generally agreeing to disagree and not get into it on stuff. Okay. But several weekends ago, I was at the uh, End the Mandates March in Washington, D.C. I okay. was standing on the steps of the, of the Lincoln Memorial, mm-hmm. and I listened to Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s speech. Right. Now, RFK Jr. is a liberal. Yes. But I had – I was so impressed by what he had to say about these vaccines mm-hmm. and how the government is handling everything – that I have to say I have great admiration now for a liberal and his RFK Jr., at okay. least on this one topic. Okay. So I come, I come back, and I'm telling my friend this morning about the fact that I was there and that I saw RFK's speech. And I said, man, I'll send the speech to you. I got it on my phone. Get it off a of rumble. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you should listen to it. I mean, he's a liberal. Mm-hmm. And the response was, no, don't send it. Mm-hmm. And I go, well, <laughs> why? I mean, I'm agreeing with a liberal. He said, I don't want to hear it. And this is the problem. We conservatives, and I, I'm speaking broadly, mm-hmm. but we conservatives tend to bring facts to a discussion. Correct. Liberals bring feelings Correct. to a discussion. Mm-hmm. And they don't want their feelings hurt, and they don't want their minds changed because that would hurt their feelings. This and is I, when you were talking when you were talking about that juror. I thought, man, this is the same thing I experienced. Oh in yeah, Trump. yeah, 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 yeah. If she doesn't full blown have the hots for him, he just hates Trump, and that's why she doesn't want to convict him. Yeah. So yeah. what's interesting about you bringing up Kennedy's speech is it's been pulled yeah. off of YouTube. Uh, it has been massively censored. There's uh, a couple of really good articles. I think American Thinker did one today on it. And why yeah. Democrats are canceling this speech, and they're atta- I mean yeah. they're attacking him left and right. But there's well, they been are. they want to massacre him. Oh, absolutely. But there's been multiple studies done on this. Okay, now we're we're talking about just let's forget about our feelings. We're talking about an actual like scientific element where people have digested this. Multiple yeah. studies have been done on this, which show conservatives or people who identify as on the political right tend to gather information from all places and they tend to talk to people of all beliefs. Liberals create group group uh, group think sort of isolation bubbles and they just exist there and they never pull out of it and they only go to sources they know will confirm their biases. They will never deviate from that. That is just who the left is today. It didn't used to be. You know, classic liberals would, would of course, they, would, they were intellectuals. They would bring in information from everywhere. They don't do that anymore, which is why they cancel any opposition to them and why they're going after Joe Rogan, who's one of them. Yeah. It used to be that a liberal arts education as a baccalaureate degree meant that you were broadly thinking and broadly educated. Right. And that is no longer right. the case. It I is the exact opposite. Excellent point there. Yeah, the exact opposite. Hundred percent. But and you can you can look this up. I mean, numerous studies. There's usually at least one a year, and we always talk about it. But numerous studies have been done on this. And here's the funny part: a lot of these studies were done by liberals who wanted to prove that conservatives were closed-minded, and they had to change their mind after the study was finished. That's what's so hysterical about it. We're talking major studies like Harvard, 
And, you know, big time left wing think tanks have done this and they found that conservatives tend to uh, use logic more and liberals tend to use feelings more, which most of us have known for a long period of time. But, you know, it's it's in the actual research. They create these these bubbles, which is what they're trying to do with Twitter. They're trying to do with Facebook yeah. and they're trying to do with everything else. They tell you to go start your own social network. But when you do, they shut it down because they don't want it to exist. Can I can I can I relate one more thing? Sure. About that speech. Why not? That happened. There. OK, so sorry. But uh, so we were about four hours there on the mall. OK. And there was a good crowd of people. I don't know. And it was miserable cold weather. That's the amazing thing. There was a lot of people there and it was cold. But afterwards, my buddy and I went back to our hotel uh, just off the mall, about two blocks. And we immediately got on and we wanted to watch the local news there in Washington because before the march, they were talking about, oh, there, there might be trouble here. You know, they right. have all these people coming. Mm-hmm. What they called us conservatives. Actually, it was a mix of everybody. Sure. There were liberals there, too. But anyway, so we go back and we want to see immediately what happens. And we bring up YouTube to see if it's gotten on YouTube yet. It had. What it was was like 15 to 17 second segments of RFK saying something they considered negative about Anne Frank. Right. That's the one thing that they've brought and up. The Anne Frank. His wife has even attacked him on the Anne Frank thing. True story. Casey, 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 listen to this. <laughs> I went through pages of YouTube, and we had just walked back from there. Yeah. I went through pages and pages and pages of YouTube looking for anything other than that clip. And that had, some somebody had, had used a, a, a computer to machine generate all these posts from different places. Yep. Uh, and it was a CNN clip, but it was sent from the Topeka Times, or, or, or uh, don't quote me on that really, but but different little newspapers yep. all around the country. Mm-hmm. So what, what somebody at CNN, I propose, did was they went to all their links to their outlets around the country and used them to reverse. Exactly. That's, that's what happens with the Associated Press. Yes, 100%. Yeah. All right, I got to roll. I'm on a hard break. But, John, great talking to you, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll unpack a story about this since Josh told me he likes my stories. So I'll unpack something that goes right into this from my time in Las Vegas media coming up in just a couple of minutes. Valentine's Day is right around the corner. You want 20% off that perfect piece of jewelry? Go to ImpressJewelers.com or visit Impress Jewelry Creations today. It is currently 332. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I'm going to break break some hearts, hurt some feelings today. Your boy Elroy Zuckerberg, you know, the guy from whatever planet he's from. Uh, Zuckerberg lost at least $2 billion when he woke up this morning. Did you see that? Stock market opens, Facebook starts tanking again. It dropped 26.3 points yesterday, 26.4, over 26 points yesterday. The stock market opens. It just keeps dropping. He actually told people that he might cry during the Zoom meeting at Facebook or Meta headquarters, whatever the heck they are now, because he had a scratch on his eye, Josh. Who believes that? I don't care how rich you are, losing $2 billion in net worth, that hurts. That hurts. That doesn't feel good. I don't care who you are. If you're a billionaire, maybe dropping a million doesn't mean much. But, uh, yeah, billions? Mm. So Zuckerberg lost at least $2 billion. I haven't looked at the latest this afternoon. I'm too lazy. All right? I don't care. <laughs> I'll be honest. I just don't care. I'm just letting you know that he's, he's 
dropping down the list of wealthiest people in the world. So Zuckerberg lost another $2 billion in net worth and dropped out of the top 10 wealthiest list as Facebook stocks continue to slide. Oh, he's not in the top 10 richest anymore, Josh. That poor guy. By the way, pop quiz, since this is uh, uh, Black History Month. Pop quiz. Josh, who is the most successful African-American, financially speaking? Wealth. Michael Jordan? Close. Well, not even close, because Michael Jordan is way poorer than this other person. The most successful African-American in in the world, financially. Give you one more guess. Who is richer than Michael Jordan? Tough one, right? That's right. Elon Musk. Good guess. Elon Musk. He didn't guess Elon Musk. It's true. Elon Musk is the wealthiest African-American ever. He is South African. Yep. It's from Peoria. <laughs> he quote, it's not fair. <laughs> I know it's not fair. I know. That's the point. Driving home the point. Ooh, Shaq was another good guess. Who is richer? Can you look that up? Shaq or Jordan? Who's richer? You think Jordan? I think Shaq. Shaq has got so many side hustles, dude. And, I, you know, I really appreciate Shaq because he... Here's the thing. Here's what Shaq decided to do. He decided to make a premium shoe with his name on it that could be sold at an affordable price so anybody could afford it. And I'm sorry, I'm going to respect a man who does that all day long. He could have easily gone the Jordan route and sold them for six, seven hundred dollars or whatever they are. What? It, okay. All right. Four hundred million Shaq. One point nine billion for Jordan. Okay, so that's not close. That's not close. All right, Shaq, I tried to stick up for you, man. You didn't. You didn't win out. That's okay. Shaq is a cooler person. Um, not that there's anything wrong with Jordan. I just, I just think Shaq is quirky and funny. He also had a podcast uh, here recently. He does a podcast with a co-host, and he blasted his co-host for uh, supporting vaccine mandates. Did you see that? As as our sports guy here, yeah. You look look it up. Shaq Shaq blasted vaccine mandates while his co-host was supporting it. And and uh, yeah, he doesn't get a lot of credit. He's a good dude. I mean, it's you know, like I said, anybody who will put his name on a high quality shoe brand that he sells at an affordable price, instead of just hiking up that price and and raking in, you know, doubling his net worth like Jordan did. That's something to be respected. So Zuckerberg uh, dropped out of the top 10 wealthiest list, lost at least $2 billion in net worth today. Uh, Jeff Bezos gained $13 billion today. Can you imagine waking up and losing $2 billion or gaining $13 billion? Wouldn't that be a nice day? You know, it's just like, eh, I, I can lose $2 billion today. I'll make it back on Wednesday. It's, yeah, Jeff Bezos gained $13 billion. And so this is... Amazon just announced that they're raising the price of Prime. So Prime is going up $20 a year if you do the annual or $2 a month if you do the monthly because of the cost of shipping and, and price uh, price increases, inflation, that sort of thing. And they had record earnings, so he gained $13 billion. And I have a Bezos story for everybody today. Do not let me leave here today without doing the Bezos story because... I know that a lot of you are not big fans of Jeff Bezos, and I'm just telling you right now, if you love to hate Jeff Bezos, I'm going to give you the best possible reason to hate Jeff Bezos later today. But you have to stick around for it. You have to. It's it's good stuff. Uh, The other thing that we have is that Facebook is possibly facing a lawsuit over fake fact checks. Ooh, how about that? Also not going to be good for the stock value of Facebook. 
The prestigious British medical journal, which I've told you is on a terror. I mean, they are just furious with everybody. They're furious with the vaccine companies. They're furious with governments. They're furious with public health officials. And they are furious with social media and fact checkers and the news media in general because they keep lying. And the British medical journal keeps telling the truth. And they're frustrated. Uh, and they've decided that they're just going to go scorched earth. So they're considering all options, including a lawsuit against Facebook parent Meta for fact checks that the medical research publisher considered little better than misguided opinion. We actually gave you some of their retort to some of the fact checks that were out there. And it was a brutal takedown of the Facebook fact checkers, which the Facebook fact checkers never do provide any actual evidence. It's literally a 20 something idiot who gives their opinion about something and telling you that your peer-reviewed research is false. That's all it is. They never cite their sources or anything. And this also came in today. Uh, award-winning journalist Laura Logan has quit Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Says she cannot in good conscience stay. Facebook is also facing a scandal with their human trafficking policy on Facebook, which seems to allow recruitment for human trafficking. Josh? This is one of the reasons I left Twitter. I didn't like being on Twitter. I got back on Twitter after I was banned from Twitter because my company asked me to do it. And then Twitter was protecting um, child traffickers. And I was, I can't stay on the platform. I, just, I couldn't do it. And so I, I left. I didn't want to be there anyway, but I left. And I only have a, you know, a burner account so I can look at content during breaking news. That's it. I don't post anything there. Um, so Laura Logan is basically doing the same thing. And, you know, just kind of fact checks um, and then looking at the sex abuse scandals and things like that that have been protected by Facebook's algorithm while censoring other people. She said, I can't in good conscience stay on here. So good for her. Again, you can follow me on Telegram at Casey the Host. We got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Open lines coming up here in about five minutes or so. We have bets on who's going to be the first caller. There's a, there's like three names that we know are always going to be early. So we've got a bet going on in the studio here on who's going to be number one. Could it be you? I don't know. We'll find out. Five minutes. We'll be taking those phone calls for open lines here at the four o'clock hour. Uh, CNN Zucker's mistress is a convenient cover story for deeper turmoil at It's Not News. It's CNN. Uh, let's see. Jeff Zucker is not out at CNN for concealing a relationship, as the New York Times has written. This is Liz Harrington. Um, let's see. Uh, he is... What are they trying to say? Longtime critics of the fake news network uh, doubted Zucker's claim that it was due to a years-long affair considered by industry insiders to be an open secret in the company. Amid recent shakeups and plummeting ratings, Zucker's relationship with top network executive Alice Allison Gullist seemed instead to be a convenient cover story. The network, which one pitched itself as the most trusted name in news, has become the most scandal-plagued news network in recent history. This is true. Uh, then you start getting into the sex scandals here with uh, pedophile producers. You've got Cuomo, multiple sexual harassment. You've got, you know, uh, Don Lemon's sexual assault, allegedly, of somebody in that trial that is that is going here. Massive ratings, lies, Project Veritas infiltrating CNN, repeatedly exposing CNN for their dishonesty and their biases. 
And you know what? There, there, there might be something to this, and we kind of alluded to it a little bit yesterday, but I didn't expound upon it. We, we very well could see the Zucker resignation and using the relationship as an excuse, even though everybody seemed to know about the relationship, as just a way for him to get out of Dodge. And it could be a way for uh, Warner to save face as they take over. Everything gives them free and clear to go ahead and just cast everybody aside, rebuild CNN like they've alleged they were going to do. Remember the uh, the CEO over at uh, Time Warner, who's good friends with Zucker, would not say that they were going to bring Zucker back. They kind of alluded to getting rid of Zucker. So this could be a way for that to kind of happen. Um, but also there's something else that's on here that this is what Cuomo's people were kind of pointing out is that, you know, not only is Zucker having this relationship with Allison Golist, who used to work for Chris Cuomo's brother, Andrew Cuomo, who was the former governor of New York. But Allison Golist was one of the people at CNN who was helping Andrew Cuomo through his scandals. So why did Chris Cuomo get fired when Allison didn't? Oh, because she was diddling the boss. Allison Golis was also being considered as Zucker's replacement. So when Time Warner took over, she could have been slid right into that position, but instead she was sliding herself into other positions with Jeff Zucker. So it didn't really work out very good. So this could be a way to get Zucker out without making it a big, giant scandal. But of course, it's turning into a big, giant scandal. The latest rumor, this is unconfirmed, but the latest rumor is that they are offering Chris Cuomo $9 million to shut up and stop talking about anything at CNN. Because he's apparently just, again, the Cuomos are vengeful people, and he is out there just scorch-earthing everything at CNN. And I'm, dude, here's the thing. I'm waiting for one thing to happen. I'm waiting for Brian Stelter to get fired. Because Brian Stelter is 100% going to get fired when Time Warner takes over. There's no way that that doesn't happen. His ratings are trash. He's horrible. He's constantly being fact-checked. He's always wrong about everything. There's just no way. But he thinks, he thinks in his swollen head that he is the greatest thing at CNN, which is why he's always licking management's boots. And I'm telling you right now, he's going to bat for Zucker. He's going to bat for CNN. His integrity is always the cheerleader for the network. And there's going to come a time where he gets let go because he's awful at his job. And then he's going to go scorched earth. It's going to be hysterical. CNN is going to be a very entertaining network for the next year, maybe even two. Open lines coming up right now, 574-25-95-95-3. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. By the way, things are uh, starting off swimmingly over at the Olympics in China. You see the, uh, was he a, a Danish reporter? Did you see this guy get removed by security? And he was broadcasting from the appropriate news media spot. And he was in the middle of a live segment. Security came over, grabbed him and pulled him away. Gotta love the Olympics. Nancy Pelosi out there telling American athletes, don't do anything to the Chinese. Yeah, it's, that's a heck of a way to go ahead and run for uh, re-election there, Skeletor. Anyway, 574-25-95-95-3. That is 
888-900-9953. It is Friday, which means we have open lines. We will take any and all phone calls. It is entirely up to you what we discuss right now. You can also submit your questions on the live stream at theburningtruth.us. To the phones we go. Lee, welcome to the program. I'm number one. You are number one, dude. Did, did I win the coffee cup? Uh, I mean, I have a used coffee cup. It's got a, it's got a, I'm using it right now. Uh, it's got a cut or a break right here on the handle. So I don't know how much longer it's going to last, but you can have it if you want. No, 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 oh, okay. no, no, thanks. All right. Okay. Let's start off with some good news. Okay. Just like you said, mm-hmm. uh, the team USA women's hockey team beat, uh, Finland five to two on Thursday morning. That's an accomplishment. Yep. Right. And they will beat those no good whiskeys tomorrow morning. Our lady hockey team is really good. Yes. Yeah, they've, however, they've been good for a long time. However, those Canadians up north mm-hmm. beat Switzerland twelve mm. to one. The worst drubbing in Olympic history. Didn't our girls lose to the Canadians the last Olympics? Ooh, no. Uh, well, I'm, I'm confused now. Uh, they lost uh, eight years ago, I think. Okay. And uh, I know our men did. That, that fantastic hockey Olympic a few years. Uh, not the last Olympics, but I think the one before. So right. good. All right. So we, we got to cheer them on on Monday night. The okay. Canadians and Team USA women play hockey on Monday night. All righty. All right. Now, the bad news. Mm-hmm. Marked down February 4th, 2022, as the day the price of a barrel of oil Mm -hmm. went up to $92. Mm. So we're we're in a world of hurt, and um, it gets worse. The uh, President of the United States Mm -hmm. has nominated uh, Sarah Ruskin, to be the uh, vice chairman of the Federal Reserve Board in charge of banks. Yep. Another bad thing. Mm -hmm. And it's her expressed statement that she wants banks to stop lending money to any oil or fossil fuel uh, development. Right. She's almost as bad as his last pick. Almost. But, yeah. Mm -hmm. You mean the communist? Yeah, the full-blown communist. <laughs> but she, but she doesn't sound much different, does she? Yeah. No, no. So uh, I'm going to be sending a note up to uh, my dear senator, uh, Senator Debbie Ann Stabenow, mm-hmm. and I'm mentioning that I'm not happy with her pick. Well, I don't, I don't blame you for doing that. Uh, one other thing, too, with Bidenflation, factory orders have plunged twice as much as expected. And, yeah, and I don't think, look, you're, you're a little nuts if you believe the jobs numbers that just came out, that we added 467,000 jobs, more than expected, two days after we found out that we lost 300,000 jobs from a private firm. I, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know about that. Those numbers are so far off. I mean, we are talking about a 700,000 difference in, right. in the jobs numbers. There's no way both of those can be correct. So, yeah. It's a mess. Yes, it is. And uh, so uh, also, 
uh, a shout out to our Canadian brethren, the truck drivers. Yep. And what I find is fascinating is one of the truck drivers reported that he has an app on his phone. So when he crosses the border, they know who he is, mm-hmm. you know, what he's shipping. They also had on that app his vaccination status. So there's some weird stuff going up there on yes, Canada. There is. Well, and, and I will I will say this, that there are two provinces that are considering dropping their COVID restrictions, and they're crediting the uh, the truckers with uh, getting that going. So we'll see if that right. if it succeeds. I mean, they're having some success. That GoFundMe just canceled their fundraising. Oh. So that just happened today. Yeah, and, and it's worse when uh, the Canadian government forces – the truck drivers to take a 14 day quarantine, right. get them off the road, mm-hmm. stop driving because they're unvaccinated. Right. And then a guy who repeatedly wears blackface quote more times than he can remember. He's the one that's calling them racist. There we go. Right. Yep. All right. Hey Lee, I appreciate it, man. Thank you much. Okay. All right. Go USA. All right, man. Appreciate the call. Yep. Like to see the, uh, the ladies win. like to see everybody went from team USA. Uh, what do we have? Uh, Gene, welcome to the program. Hello. Hi there. Um, what I'd like to talk to you about is um, my husband wanted that book, Laptop from Hell. Okay. And he ordered it from Amazon, and Amazon censored us. They sent us the book, and if the cover looks like the book should, inside you can't believe what it is. And there's about 80 pages, and the first 40 are about, what is that, 1619 Project or something? Okay. I think that's it. The next 40 pages are about steam iron that you that you iron with there's no index there's no title page there's no chapters so they they did a fraud on us and then uh right after i got it i went back online and it's not available anymore okay now here here's the thing i'm going to be devil's advocate here because this may not be amazon's doing this might be the seller's doing the seller would do that to their own book well, there are people who do hop onto these websites and they sell fraudulent stuff. And perhaps it's not available anymore because Amazon picked up that it was a fraud. Have you contacted Amazon customer service? So what would you advise us? Just send it back? I would contact Amazon customer service. That's what I would do. And I would let them know that this is not what I ordered. And I would have them process a refund for you. Because maybe they know All something. Right. I, my first okay. guess would be that it's not Amazon doing it, that it would be the seller. That's just my first guess. Okay. Not, the, not the author. I would, yeah. No, it wouldn't be. I don't think it would be the author, and I, I don't think that it would be Amazon. I don't know anything about that book. Um, so I would just assume that if it's not what you paid for, if you knew what you're getting and it, what you wanted to get didn't come, I would assume that it was the seller first. Try to get Amazon rectified. If Amazon doesn't fix it, then... I would start thinking that maybe it was Amazon. All right. Okay. Okay. Amazon's Sounds customer good. service, people people can hate Bezos all they want, but Amazon's customer service has always been really good with me. So just go down to the bottom of an Amazon order and get find the service yeah. number. Yeah, I yeah, you can right. you can contact Amazon's number. They'll have it all over their website and just let them know what happened and I'm I'm almost positive they will credit your account right away. Well, I know they'll credit the account, but yeah. It's just, it's been advertised all over, like Tucker and uh, Sean Hannity, and so 
we yeah. tried to get it. So. Yeah, I, right. I, yeah, I, I would just try to get it from, you know, maybe directly from the author because maybe you just didn't get it directly from the author. You got it through, like, a third party or something like that. So I would find the author's page and, and buy it from the author. There's no... Oh, you mean, okay, but it's, that's not the problem. It just seems like somebody was censoring us not to have it available to us. I, I suppose I'll, I'll it's possible that somebody in the warehouse did it. It's always possible. If it came from an Amazon warehouse, sure. But I don't yes, know if it, it came from an Amazon's warehouse or if it came from a third party mailing it. I don't know. All right. I don't want to take any more of your time. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would contact them. I hope you get your money back. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you much. Bye. Yeah. It's, um, you know, I, I just... You know, just I would say to just for caution's sake, don't automatically assume the worst. I would just go through the process and then decide uh, what is what is actually going on. Because I obviously I can't see her account. I don't know where she ordered it from, uh, what the uh, the profile was that she ordered it from. So I don't know if it would be something that would come from Amazon or if it was a third party seller or, or what have you. Because not everybody who sells an Amazon actually sends it to the Amazon warehouse to have Amazon fulfill the the order. So it's possible that somebody was conducting a fraud, and that might explain why it's not for sale anymore. On that link, when she goes back to the link of where she ordered it, it could be that they took it off, they found out it was a scam. But I don't know. So just I would go through the normal process of trying to get it rectified through Amazon, and, and if they do it, great. If they don't, then you can start asking those questions. So I just wouldn't jump to that conclusion just yet. All right. It is Open Lines, the Glass Doctor of Elkhart and St. Joseph County phone line, 574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. More of your phone calls coming up next on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. All right. Uh, it is open lines. The Glass Doctor of Elkhart and St. Joseph County phone lines are 574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. One additional thing. Some listeners reminded me of this on the live stream at uh, theburningtruth.us. If Amazon doesn't credit you your account, but we're almost sure you just didn't get the right product and that there was something going on and, and, and Amazon will fix it for you. But if Amazon doesn't, make sure you contact your, your bank or your credit card company and let them know that the transaction was fraudulent so you can go through that process too. That way you don't get ripped off. Okay, to the phone lines we go. Don, welcome to the program. Hey, how you doing, Casey? I'm doing well, man. How are you doing? Ah, better than I deserve. So uh, just another thing about the Olympics. I caught a little bit of it on TV today, and there's a, a, a speed skater named Aaron Jackson okay. who stumbled during qualifications mm-hmm. and and was disqualified because it, it, it slowed her time down. But somebody else stepped down and gave her uh, the place so that she could go on. Really? And, yeah, and I thought, you know, that. so we've got a situation where we're going to have the first possible participation Olympic medal winner. Is that how that's going to work? Hmm. I mean, they have to earn the medal at this point. Somebody just stepped down for the spot. Why did the person step down? What was the the reason behind that? Because because they felt that she was she was entitled to it. Huh? That she earned it through through her work and and well, that's you know, interesting. That she was maybe better qualified or something like that. It's yeah. The 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 skater's name is is uh, Aaron Jackson. 
And I think the person that stepped down was named Bo, B-O-W-E. Um, but that was, I mean, that happened during the qualification. Interesting. Go- I have to look that up. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. Yeah, I, so, I just thought I'd, I'd mention that. Okay. It was funny because you spent the last set with the Olympic thing, and then the first caller was about the Olympics. I was like, oh, we're about the <laughs> Yeah, why not? It's open lines, man. You call anything you want. And I haven't watched any Olympics yet, so I'm not in full protest mode like everybody everybody else seems to be. Um, I like yeah. to support I like to support our athletes, and if they if they can win and dominate in mainland China and embarrass the Chinese, all the better. Um, Absolutely. So yeah, Absolutely. I'll look that up. That's that's I know somebody got hurt. Somebody got hurt really bad. Um, I I don't know the, all the details, but I know somebody got hurt really bad, and and. They got removed from the Olympics because of the injury, but I, this doesn't sound like it's related to that. Yeah, that's that's unfortunate for yeah. anybody. Even even if the, even the Chinese, you know, I mean, no one wants to see that. But no, but yeah, no. this happens during qualifications. So. Interesting. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll look that story up. Anyway. Thank you for the tip. Yeah, you bet. All right, Talk have a good weekend. Yeah, that's um, I, I would be interested to to figure out what the motivation behind that was, like what the reasoning was, and I'm sure that they're doing feel good stories on it and that sort of thing. Uh, Jeff, welcome to the program. Good afternoon. Hey, Casey. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Hey, I was just, uh, I hope nobody already talked about this. I'm just uh, tuning in and jumping in because I, quick as I could. Mm-hmm. But uh, Biden's big uh, speech on the, the uh, violence problem in the cities. Uh, yeah. I don't know if uh, too many people caught that, but now it's the ghost guns and right. You know, Casey, I haven't seen a gun yet uh, stalking the city looking for somebody to shoot. Nope, doesn't and, doesn't really uh, happen that way. The the Democrats just can't talk about what the real problem is because it'll expose their uh, philosophy, right? Their way of thinking, correct. And uh, there's no bail reform or, uh, you know, these crazy ideas they have. Sure. You know, they can't talk about them because they don't want them exposed. So they just blame it on the gun. Well, they're finding anything to deviate away from talking about the issues that everybody's talking about right now. And so there's violence happening. We know why violence is happening. It's the defund the police movement. It's um, incentivizing anti-cop hatred. It's all of those things. And they just want to make it about the firearms. And then once again, in that speech, Joe Biden continued to lie and say, when the Second Amendment was passed, you couldn't own cannon. That's not true. The the cannon was routinely privately owned. You could own warships, and you still can. Not only can you own a cannon, you can make a cannon at home. Right? I know. I've, I've made one. You can make them. It's legal to do that. You are allowed. You can have tanks. You can actually have tanks that fire shells. You can do all I'm from Las Vegas. You can go to Las Vegas. You can rent a tank and drive over cars right now. That is something you can do in Las Vegas, Nevada. So it's, uh, you know, but he's been fact-checked on that claim before, and he continues to say it because the average nincompoop idiot out there on the left who's anti-gun is like, you think you should be able to own bazookas and stuff? Yes, I do. So... <laughs> but, you know, if he wants to keep repeating these things that get debunked, let him repeat them, and, and he'll just make a fool of himself. You know, they're talking about people throwing ghost guns down at crime scenes. That, even the criminals aren't that stupid. No, of course they're not. No, why would you get rid of something that can't be traced? Why would you do that? That's No, it's silly. 
No, you're going to see that, though. You're going to start to, I guarantee, you're going to start to see these 3D-printed ghost guns showing up, and they're just going to be made by departments. They're going to be thrown at these scenes when they don't have any other evidence. They're going to see a ghost gun did it. I, I have no doubt. No doubt. Tinfoil well, Tuesdays. Reynolds Rap. I need a sponsor. All right. I hear you, Casey. Jeff, I got to roll, man. Appreciate the call. All right, Casey. All right. Take care. Have a good weekend. And Kathy, welcome to the program. Hey, I've got a really quick question. Okay. And um, Well, it's not a question, but I'm pro- probably about 30 years ago, Kevin Trudeau, my dad has the books. My mom still has them. My dad's been gone for probably 20 years now. Okay. But he ordered the books by Kevin Trudeau. And they were actually weight loss books. And then there was another book about how our food is toxic and chemicals that's in our food. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, all kinds of stuff. He was a whistleblower. Okay. Now, I want to know when he made his big turnaround, because I don't know if he's going where the money is or what, but he was absolutely a whistleblower, a government pharmaceutical whistleblower. I I guess the next question that I would have is, who in the world is Kevin Trudeau? Well, isn't he the prime minister of uh, Canada or something? Oh, oh, no, 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 no. That's Justin Trudeau. Oh, well, I think Justin Trudeau is only like 30-something years old. Yeah. And he's a blithering idiot. Yeah, and that might be him. I just got the the name wrong there. It's, I know they're related. I know that. So evidently, somewhere along the line, he switched his mindset. I don't know. I just wondered if you knew anything about that. Kevin Trudeau, American author. Hold on a second. Let me let me just take a look here. He's an American I wonder, author. Wonder if they're related. Ah. Because the guy looks like him. Well, I've seen pictures of him, and he he does look like him. Hmm. I don't think that they are related. He's 58 years old. Robert Trudeau Jr. is a sibling. They're not listing Justin Trudeau as his as his relative. So I'm assuming mm. that it's just a, a French-Canadian name. Yeah, well, and they sure look alike. Do they? Oh, I oh. think so, yeah. Is that with or without blackface makeup, though? Well, now, you know I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I figured I had to ask. You know, it's, Yeah, so they don't. I don't think that they are related, but I, I could be wrong. I'd have to dive into it, but I, I've never yeah. even heard of Kevin Trudeau. Yeah, he wrote a bunch of books. He was a okay. whistleblower is what I he got was. It. Yeah, so Justin Trudeau, Justin Trudeau is a, a dumb, stupid frat boy uh-huh. whose, whose family was big into politics in Canada, and he got elected because he's decent to look at, and there aren't yeah, a lot of decent-looking Canadian men. And right. so the Canadian women lost their lost their gaggles over it and voted for it. Oh, yeah, that's okay. that's what happened. But, but boy, he sure does look like that the guy that wrote those books. Interesting. I swear he does. Oh, okay. It, well, well, we'll look into hmm. look into it and see. I'll try to see if I can find out. Well, it could be the I, processed food. Maybe that's why they look alike. Yeah, I know. <laughs> or all the chemicals from Roundup. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. Thank okay. you much. All right. Bye-bye. Take care. It's, it's yeah. I don't think they're related. One's listed as an American author, and you know. One's from Canada. So my assumption is they're not related, at least not closely related. They could be distant cousins or something like that. All right, more open lines coming up. MNC News Time is 4.32. Valentine's Day right around the corner. Save yourself 20%. Go to Impress Jewelry Creations today. I don't know, man. I might have a new investment. The Horde on the live stream, has found us a an old Coast Guard cutter. 
that is for sale right now. It's only $135,000. It is fully functional and seaworthy. And I'm Josh, I'm considering it. I am genuinely considering buying a decommissioned naval vessel. It was decommissioned in 2011. Every, everything functions on it, and it works. It's totally seaworthy. Now, how many times do you get an opportunity to own a naval vessel for 135k? Honestly, no, kids. We don't need a new house. 135k. We're gonna live in the ocean. That's what we're gonna we're gonna go pirate the Somali pirates. <laughs> oh my gosh. I I'm no I'm digging this. That was a heck of a find. A lot of cool history with that boat too. All right, uh, what do we have here? I want to thank R&B Car Company locations in South Bend and Warsaw. R&B Car Company are your used car experts. It is open lines 574-259595. That's 259595. And some of you are probably like, "What do you mean uh you're going to purchase a Coast Guard cutter?" Well, this is the type of stuff that you miss. If you're not watching the live stream, go to theburningtruth.us, click on live stream and hang out with us. All right, to the phones we go. John, welcome to the program. Good afternoon. Hey, Casey. Hey there. Happy Friday. You too. Um, I wanted to uh, take a minute since it's open line Friday and reminisce a little bit and talk about the fact that this is a couple days ago. We had the um, anniversary of Rush Limbaugh's last broadcast. We did. And Mm -hmm. I took the time to go back and kind of watch that. Knowing what was happening all through that year, I kept thinking to myself, you know, I don't know how many more times we'll get to listen to Rush. And sure enough, on the 17th, he passed. and, And so I just thought I would call you and kind of, remind everybody in the audience that, you know, Rush taught us a lot of things over the 33 years, 32 years he was on uh, the show. And some of the things I learned having listened to him since 1990, uh, he kind of shaped my entire adulthood. And, you know, he had told us that things like simple things like overwhelming turnout during election time can overcome election fraud if you turn out the day of the day to vote yep. and it's just a simple advice and mm-hmm. things like that but he was he can be he was right most of the time um one of the things that i learned and helped shape me was that if we were if we just take some of the lessons we heard and some of the ideas that we uh learned from listening and enjoying him for so long is that if we go out and convince just one person and share with them they are ideas either our ideas are right and they work or we're fighting a losing battle. And I have found over the 30 years that our ideas do work and they do win. So we just need to convince one person at a time. And I appreciate your show. You do your research, you present it at things. And you also have that little added entertainment skill that Rush had. He knows when he's boring and he knows when he <laughs> needs to get on to the next call. Yeah. So yeah. I appreciate all your hard work. And I'm just kind of curious as I hang up here, I just thought I was wondering if you've learned any lessons or you had any inspiration from Rush over the 30 years. Oh, gosh. Um, millions, millions of things. Yeah, appreciate that. I, I, I'll answer that off the air. But, yeah, I mean, you know, obviously I'm in this business. And nobody is in this business if there isn't a Rush Limbaugh. That's the truth. And, you know, it's – most of you know that I know Rush. And – I got emotional when we talked about it. 
even though we knew it was coming. I was just thinking about this the other day uh, on the anniversary, too. I was just thinking about it. Now, I, you know, Rush always said he was never going to retire, and he didn't. He always could have, but he didn't. And I know that he was taken early from us, but at the same time, it's, you know, it. he would have never retired. I don't think that Rush could have walked away. He just enjoyed doing what he was doing. He enjoyed being around the people that he was around. Um, he has taught me countless things, not just as a professional in this business, but just in the process of of how to analyze certain things. Uh, also, the the nature and the behavior of politics. And there's an infinite amount of wisdom that came from just little tidbits in his show, and not just from him, but some from some of his uh, legendary fill-in hosts as well. You know, some of the stuff that they said, not. Not all of them, but some of his fill-in hosts are just very, very wise people. Many of them went on to have very successful careers of their own. Some of them, you know, were more academic and wrote articles, but they occasionally fill in on radio. But I started listening to Rush like most people, I think, in my age bracket because somebody in my family listened to him, and I didn't want to, but he was on. And as I got older and I got away from it, and I came back to Rush during the 2000 election because I didn't understand from reading the articles what was actually happening in Florida. And that's where I started asking my grandpa, I was like, who's that guy you used to play on the radio in in the car every time we drove around? And that's who it was. It was always Rush Limbaugh. So I was able to find Rush. I was able to start listening to that and, um, I became what is known as a P1. At the time, I was doing pest control, and I was in my vehicle, you know, out working. And if I didn't have my, my it wasn't in the vehicle, I had my little radio with me, my AM, FM radio. And because kids, that's how we used to have to do things. We used to carry these little AM, FM radios around with us. And it was in my back pocket, and I had my headphones on all day, every day, for 13 hours a day while I was working out in the sun. And I just listened to talk radio all day. Eventually, it got to the point where I became passionate enough about some of those issues, and I started writing articles. And my website at the time, which was not under my real name, was getting a lot of traction. And then I started writing for a website called Men's News Daily. And then I started a podcast. And next thing you know, I'm auditioning for this this radio show and it ended up working out. So I wouldn't have done any of that if it weren't for him. And I think that a lot of people probably have very similar type origin stories in this business. At some point in time, somebody forced them to listen to Rush Limbaugh and they listened and they learned and they became passionate and then they got into the business or they got into politics or they got into something associated with this fear of new media. That was all Rush. 100% that was Rush. We also had another anniversary this past uh, past week is the anniversary of the death of Chris Kyle, legendary sniper. Uh, so it's it's a rough time of year for a lot of folks. But, you know, we remember some of these great people for their amazing accomplishments and the joy that they brought us when they were alive. Uh, Rush was certainly one of those guys. You know, for many people, every day at noon here or 9 back in the West Coast, that time slot was blocked out for Rush, period, end of story. And it was a tough adjustment for people to move on from that 
after after he passed away. Uh, and it's it's never going to be the same. But as I've said before, uh, you know, it's Rush passes away, and because there isn't one singular person there at that time slot anymore, you're now being awakened to all of these new voices. There's a lot of talented people out there who are able to do some really good programming, and I would encourage you to give them a shot. For some of you, that's going to be Bongino. For some of you, it won't be Bongino. It'll be somebody else, and that's okay, because uh, there's a lot of talent out there. And, you know, this is its a sad time, uh, but at the same time, just think about all of the amazing things that he did and his charitable works, the, the stuff that the left never wants to focus on. His charitable works were second to none. You got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Now, some of you probably need to upgrade the person next to you and your sheets. It's possible. So, you do you. 574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. Charles, welcome to the program. Hey, Case. Thanks Hi for there. talking with me. Sure. Uh, you're a bright light in a very dark night, let me tell you. Oh, boy. Thank <laughs> you very much. I appreciate that. <clears throat> what I want to know, um, do you think that the traitor General Milley has called Putin and told him where, when and where our boys are going to land? And boy, and isn't, isn't that a question? Isn't I'm so glad that other people remembered that. Um, well, you know, he's in, he was going to call the Chinese communists and let them yeah. know about our plans. That's right. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, Putin is a Stalin. He's a communist. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the same party as Jojo Ping over in Beijing. Uh, so I'm wondering if the traitor Millie General, General Milley called him and said, hey, Vlad, here's the schedule. You know, it, this is, <laughs> I have to play this audio from this Associated Press reporter. I don't know if you saw this today. No. Um, you know, the Pentagon is out there saying, we have evidence that the Russians are, you know, doing this false flag thing to be a pretext for invasion. Yeah. And the Associated Press reporter, Mike Lee, I think is his name. Maybe it's not Mike Lee. Matt Lee. Uh, he's like, all right, cool. Show us the proof. And like, well, I just, I just told you it happened. No, 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 no. I, I want proof. That this has happened because you just saying it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> and it was like, wow, somebody's actually doing journalism. That's that's amazing. And you don't, you never see that. It, well, and here's here's the thing, you know, and for those of you who don't remember, General Milley, um, you know, towards the end of Trump's administration, the Chinese allegedly said that they were worried that Trump was going to launch an attack mm-hmm. on China. And, and Milley said that he would warn the Chinese if that were going to happen, which would be a crime. And. You know, there's a lot of folks that are looking at this the same way that, that I'm looking at it. And, and you know, most people are starting to look at this and say, hey, it seems like we're artificially kind of drumming something up here. And there doesn't appear to be too much to it. Uh, the Ukrainian government, with the exception of the mayor of Kiev, uh, the Ukrainian government's even saying that it's Biden that's really stoking the fires here. So, it, it, you know, it's, they're not even blaming the Russians for crying out loud. That's so right. who the heck knows, man? And uh, isn't it funny if you remember... Everybody was so scared when President Trump got in. Oh, right. there's going to be war with Korea, right. war with China, mm-hmm. war with Russia. Mm-hmm. And I'd rather have my president talk with our potential enemies Absolutely. than fight them. Yeah. And here we're at the precipice of a conflict or a confrontation with the Russians. And who's the president? A mm. brain-dead maggot in the White House. There you go. Yet 
everything they, like you say, everything they accuse us of, they are guilty of. That's it. Every single solitary thing. Hey, man, I appreciate the call. You have a good weekend, okay? It's good talking with you, brother. You too. You too. Bye-bye. Yeah, that's a great question. Is General Milley feeding the Rush, the Russians information like he said he was going to feed the Chinese in order to prevent a war? Remember, that was the whole thing. His, his whole goal was to prevent a world war. Well, would that help prevent a world war now if if you start feeding the, the Russians that information? <laughs> it's a question you have to ask. The guy already said he would do it. You might as well ask the question now, right? All right, we've got a we've got another hour. I've got a lot of stuff that I have to get to, and including that Associated Press audio. And if you want to continue to call, we will continue to take your open line phone calls, 574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. we got more coming up on Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's news channel, and you can watch the live stream at theburningtruth.us. You can follow me on social media, on Telegram, on Instagram, everywhere else, at Casey the Host. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News. Is my microphone on over there? It isn't. I knew it wasn't. I couldn't hear myself in my head. I knew it wasn't. Man, I did a whole intro. He didn't have my microphone on. I had my microphone on. You just didn't have it on in the board. You're already trying to get out of here just because you have you just have games to call. He's packing up already. He's got one foot out the door because he has to bust out of here like right when the show ends to make it there on time. So Josh has already checked out. <laughs> I want to thank R&B Car Company, locations in South Bend and Warsaw. R&B Car Company are your used car experts. This is the same dude who yesterday said, hey, if if you end up uh, taking your second show national and you go to Florida, make sure you remember me. <laughs> and he's got, he's got one leg out, and I turned my microphone on the next day. All right, this is an actual... Question that I got on the live stream. Casey, what are Tucker Carlson's ratings? Now, earlier today, I mentioned that Tucker Carlson is the most watched cable news show. And here's the thing. He's also the most watched cable news show among Democrats. Let that sink in. Democrats are leaving Rachel Maddow. And they are going to Tucker Carlson. Now, if you're the Democratic Party, you cannot be happy about that at all. Now, for those of you who do not know, this is true. People ask me if this is true. Rachel Maddow is considered a from insiders, for those of us in this industry, not just on the right. Rachel Maddow is a joke. There are a couple of people that we openly mock as a joke, and Rachel Maddow is one of them. Brian Stelter is another. <laughs> Don Lemon is another. But Rachel Maddow is a joke. Um, nobody takes her seriously in this business. Nobody. And, and she has given you ample reasons why you shouldn't take her seriously. So every time I run into like a, a leftist relative or something like that, it's like, you should watch Rachel Maddow. I laugh hysterically because again, they don't know enough to know that they don't know anything. So television viewership data released by Nielsen reveals that Carlson's show is the number one most-watched show among Democrats in the key demographic of 25- to 54-year-olds. The data from the month of October showed that Carlson pulled in 101,000 viewers who self-identified as Democrats in the 25-54 demographic. 
MSNBC's Rachel Maddow and Fox's The Five were tied for second place, attracting 88,000 viewers. Yeesh. The next two spots were occupied by Sean Hannity, who took in 81,000 young Democrat viewers, and Greg Gutfeld, who pulled in 73,000, uh, according to the Daily Wire. Now, and and he's, Tucker Carlson is the most watched cable news show. He beats everybody. And and he's just, he's just I mean, he's mud-stomping everybody. Even Hannity, he's mud-stomping everybody. Um, and he's, there's a good reason for it. His television show is really good. Uh, there's a reason that of all of the television shows that are out there, I play more Tucker Carlson clips than any other one. It's it's a good show. I've been a fan of Tucker for a long time. I've read his columns on this show for a long time. Uh, most of you know that I have tremendous respect for the Daily Caller, and that's the organization that he founded, and they are, they are a really good news outfit. When people ask me where's a good news place to go, the Daily Caller is always on that list. You'll notice that. And it's on that list for a reason. And for those of you Democrats out there rolling your eyeballs, the Daily Caller is so good that even left-wing social media networks use the Daily Caller as a fact-checker. That's how good they are. So it's it's hard to hide from that. But, uh, yeah, so he's the number one show. Um, he pulls in tons of people, and he pulls in more Democrats than anybody else. It's just, I don't know what to say. Uh, by the way, Jesse Waters is doing real well, too. Uh, Jesse Waters took over the uh, the permanent host of the 7 p.m. weekday time slot on Fox News. He raked in 3.8 million total viewers, so he's doing great. That's um, that's really good, solid ratings for him. So congratulations to him as well. All right, five seven four twenty five ninety five ninety five three. That is two five nine five nine five three. The best Jesse Waters clip of all time is when he sat there and ate that steak in front of the vegan chick. My God, that was the funniest thing ever. Anyway, John, welcome to the program. Hey, Casey. I just want to talk a little bit about Afghanistan. A lot of the rhetoric for the last couple of years has been, you know, yeah, we should get out of there and this and that. Mm -hmm. And I was in the military for a long time, but I think it was a big mistake getting out. I think we should have stayed there. Hell, I think for the last 10 years, the casualties per year was less than what happens in Chicago in a month. Correct. So, you know, we should have stayed there. And that whole thing that you've heard, I've heard, we've all heard. You know, you have to win a hearts and minds. That doesn't happen in 10 years. That doesn't happen in 20 years. That happens in about three generations. And the only way we really could have not not turned that country into the problem that it's going to be in the future would have been to stay there and even in a low profile like we were, where yeah. we're just supporting the Afghan troops and, you know, helping that country become something more than what it is. Well, and that was kind of the Trump plan. Trump obviously wanted out. Trump's an anti-war guy. Um, it's, you know, I have disagreed with him on a lot of those particular issues. I appreciate that he doesn't want to get us into conflicts just for the sake of it. But he was going to stay in Bagram. And we were still going to have special forces there. We were still going to have our intelligence network there. We were still going to provide air support when the Afghans needed it. We were still going to do training. All of that was a part of the Trump plan. That all got scrapped by Biden. And it was a huge mistake. We're seeing it's a huge mistake. Bagram was critical to keeping an eye on China, but that didn't happen. And, you know, it's it has tremendously weakened our ability to gather accurate information about that entire region by not keeping Bagram Air Base. And I can't, you know it, I know it, veterans everywhere have said the exact same thing that you and I are saying right now. And the fact that you... You just let that go, and the guy who did it is sitting there saying, there's nothing else that I could have done. 
it was 18 months. There was no there was no uh, American dead, right? 18 months until what happened at at the uh, the airport in Kabul. Right, and, and, and even before, like I say, 10 years before that, the number of casualties in a year was yeah. less in Chicago in a month. Right. Yeah, it was real bad there for a couple of years, and then they got everything under control. And you know, this is it's it's frustrating because you and I know what to do. Other veterans know what to do, and we know what should have happened with with the drawdown. But because it's been so politicized, and you know, right right now, I I went on a bit of a tangent earlier this week. I wanted to do it again today because I'm seeing more of it. Because right now, even the political right is throwing the military under the bus for this ISIS raid, and it's like stop, stop throwing the military under the bus because you want to score political points against Biden. Okay, it was, a, it was a successful raid. We killed a terrorist. Yes, he blew up his own family in the process. That's not our fault. Uh, he only did that because he lost the gun battle, and he had no other option. We rescued a bunch of people from that facility, too. Nobody talks about that. So everybody is using the military on both sides now. Everybody's using the military as, as pawns. But the thing that I've been saying for years, and you're kind of alluding to this, too, John, you're not going to change hearts and minds, and you're not going to get people to trust us if you keep abandoning allies and breaking your promises. Yeah, you know, and, and you, it, none of that's going to happen in a few years or even, like I say, in one generation. Yeah. Can you imagine if we had, in fact, had stayed there three generations? There would have been so many people, you know, oh, Afghan yeah. women, et cetera, across the board that would have so loved the freedom and the options that they would have had that there's no way it would have you know, gone back to an Islamist state. Right, but it takes time. As you're pointing out, it takes time, it takes dedication. You have to do it. And if you don't, you know, you have what's happening over there right now. Again, women can't go to school again. Uh, you know, it's, it's the same old Taliban being the Taliban. You know, the reason that Iraq was such a problem the second time around is we broke our promises the first time around. Had we kept our promises the first time around, we wouldn't have had to deal with Iraq a second time, most likely. And if we would have had to deal with it, we wouldn't have had the the insurgency that happened. But, you know, we have politicians that continue to try and just get, you know, cheap political points and things of that nature. This has been kind of my argument with Ukraine. Do I want to go to war with Russia? No. Do I think the Biden administration is artificially setting that up? Yes. But at the same time, we have an agreement with the Ukrainian government. We made a promise to them. If they gave up their nuclear weapons, we're going to keep them from being invaded. Well, if there is an actual plan to invade the Ukraine... We have an agreement with them. And if we break that promise, guess what? Every other ally is going to look at it and go, well, when, you know, push comes to shove, the United States will not do what it promised to do. And that's a real problem. And and people have to start understanding this. Republicans and Democrats have been breaking these promises for decades now. And that's why nobody trusts us overseas when we get involved. When they desperately need our help, they'll ask for it, they'll accept it, but they never trust us. Because they know at some point in time, some president's going to change hands and we're going to leave. And they're going to be on their own again and they're never prepared for it. And that's that's what has to change. And again, you're 100% right about that. You take about three generations or so, you're going to have multiple multiple generations in a household that are now educated as far as women are concerned. Uh, there's going to be all of the the history of freedom and not living in fear anymore. That's all going to motivate them to change their society, but it takes time. You can't do it overnight. You just can't do it, especially when people have never had it before. They don't know what to do with, with freedom. They've never had it. So. Yeah. You know, we got to change the way we do business in that regard because you're right. Every time we pull out of these situations, which has been happening ever since Vietnam, it's right. just one after another, yep. we lose that much more uh, 
political capital in terms of being able to have things be better in the world as opposed to constantly, you know, almost like like the first red dawn. You know, everything's gone bad. Nobody is our friend anymore. It seems like we're heading that way again. And, uh, you know, it's going to always play out that way if we don't have some sustainability in our thought of how we're, you know, running our country and how we're interacting with other countries. Yeah, don't think for a second that that's not in the back of Germany's mind right now. And that's one of the reasons yep. that Germany's not backing us in Ukraine, because they know if if it gets ugly, you know, will we still hang out or will NATO be left holding the bag? And who's the most powerful country in NATO? Germany. Maybe the UK. But they don't want to be left holding that, especially when when Russia gives them so much gas. Why? Why would they? So it's there's a lot that has to change about it. And, and people and part of that, by the way, is not getting involved in everything. And, and there's some truth to that. So. A lot of foreign policy changes need to happen. No doubt about that. John, it's been a pleasure, man. You have a good weekend, okay? All right. Thank you. All right. Take care. we got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Let's, uh, let's find out what other COVID conspiracy theory ended up being true, shall we? You ready, Josh? We did one yesterday. Let's do another one today. Oh, vitamin D deficiency is linked to severe, deadly COVID-19 symptoms. What? What? Huh? Where have I heard that before, Josh? Where have we heard that before? Oh, all of the doctors telling you to get some vitamin D? Help your body battle COVID? The same vitamin D that doctors a few years ago told you was a waste of your time and money to spend? Because supplements and vitamins are a waste of time and money. Now, all of a sudden, everybody's got a vitamin D deficiency. Getting COVID. You remember all those doctors early on telling everybody, seriously, get vitamin D. Get vitamin D in your body right now. Because we are seeing early. This is early on. We're talking like April of 2020 early on. People who have a vitamin D deficiency are the people who are having trouble with COVID. Get vitamin D in you. Get vitamin D3 if you can, because it's higher quality, right? Remember all of that? Get the zinc in you as well. All of that other stuff, right? The stuff that boosts your immune system. Those doctors were kicked off of social media. Those doctors were called quacks. Anybody else who repeated any of their claims were censored on social media. They were called quacks and conspiracy theorists and everything else. Oh, look at that. Another study published in the journal Plus One. Hmm. People who are vitamin D deficient are 14 times more likely to have severe COVID-19 and to die from the disease. Hmm. Just another COVID conspiracy that came true. Wow. It's, it is shocking with the regularity that that happens, Josh. Shocking. Now, I have another shocking thing. Because the cult of masks can't let it go. Everybody's telling you now, masks don't work. Everybody knows cloth masks don't work. Everybody knows surgical masks don't work. So what are they trying to do? Trying to get an N95 on you. All of the research on N95 show that they don't even reduce or slow the spread of the flu. It ain't going to work on COVID either. But they want you to get an N95 mask. Previous to COVID, they didn't even make N95 masks for children. Do you know why they don't make N95 masks for children? Because it reduces oxygen. That's why. N95 masks also cause headaches and all sorts of issues with grown-ups. 
It has to be properly fit. You have to have a health assessment from OSHA. Why? Because you will have an issue with carbon. That is not a conspiracy theory. That is literally in the OSHA documents right now. You can go look at it. You can see it. The average CO2 concentrations inhaled by people wearing N95 masks range from 2.6 to 7 times OSHA's work shift limit for CO2. It causes headaches, chest pains, and others in some people. You definitely don't want little kids having it, which is why they never made N95 masks for kids, but now the government is going to be buying N95 masks for kids and passing them out. So they need to come up with another alternative. You know what the other alternative is? Wear your mask, but because it has those gaps and stuff, Josh, put pantyhose. I'm not making this up. Put pantyhose around the mask and wear it like a balaclava, and that will make your mask work better. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait to see people showing up at work wearing pantyhose over their face so their mask doesn't have any gaps in it. They won't let it go. More coming up, 95.3 MNC. All right, I was just reminded the Jeff Bezos story. I forgot about the Jeff Bezos story. Okay, so Jeff Bezos is now moving up, right? He just made like $13 billion, okay? Yeah, he just made $13 billion, like today. (laughs) All right, Jeff Bezos is making a Dutch city take down an historic century-old bridge. Jeff Bezos, Josh, you heard this story? Jeff Bezos is making a Dutch city take down an historic century-old bridge. Why? Just so he can get his large yacht out to sea. Now tell me, tell me money doesn't buy happiness. Jeff Bezos before his extra $13 billion, can't get his yacht out to sea. Jeff Bezos after his extra $13 billion, he's moving a century-old bridge in a foreign country. <laughs> hey, look, here's it. Every, everybody's attacking him right away, right? Justifiably so. I'm not saying, but here's the thing. The town's doing it. The town's doing it. This is Jeff Bezos. We got to do it. We won't get our packages, right? <laughs> I would love to be like the mayor of this town and look at Jeff Bezos and be like, boom. Like, nope. You shouldn't have bought a yacht that was too high. That's <laughs> you're Jeff Bezos. Cut your yacht in half and reassemble it on the other side of the bridge. True story. A Dutch city is dismantling an historic bridge to accommodate Jeff Bezos' new yacht, which would be significantly bigger than the Coast Guard cutter that I will be buying for 135k so I can go be a pirate against the Somali pirates. We're going to pirate the pirates. Have a great weekend, ladies and gentlemen. Bill O'Reilly's up. He's going to give you some stuff that's half true. I'll tell you why he's wrong on Monday.